DJ PK, time to bring in Lincoln Kennedy, Raider radio analyst, Pac-12 network analyst. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Utah being in a drought next summer. Smart Rain knows that 2022 budget planning for most businesses is already underway. Take advantage of the Save Now, Pay Later promotion and do your part by saving water while saving money. Check out Best of State Award winner Smart Rain at smartrain.net. Lincoln, good morning. Gentlemen, good morning to you and all your listeners. How are you doing? Good. Uh, you and Brent Musburger cracked me up again. Underrated <laughs> comedy duo. So the Raiders throw a uh, screen pass to Jacobs, oh. and he picks up 20, 25 yards, whatever it was. Good play. And Brent immediately pivots from describing the play to your reaction. And you're quiet, which I love about you not jumping in, because I can hear Brent, and I know what's going he's on. A pro. Yeah, you're pro. You don't scream over him when he's bright, and I love that. And he's like, and my, and my man Lincoln is celebrating. He's wanted them to run that play for at least three years now. And it worked. And you're like, there'll be time to get into that later. Right now we got a game to get through, and they're coming back to the line of scrimmage. So I take it that with a new play caller and with the coaching change, there have been – I don't know how many changes. How significant was the play-calling change? Because certainly both of you, it was clearly an inside joke in the broadcast booth. Right. Well, you know know, what's funny about that is the moment it happened, I stood up, (laughs) and I had my headset on, and I started clapping. I started celebrating. The play wasn't even over. Jacobs wasn't even tackled yet. It was, I was like, finally, they finally ran a damn screen play because they needed help to help protect their, their line and their quarterback from rushes, aggressive rushers. And it's been something that I've been calling for for this, for this team for years, a draw on screen game. And so when I finally saw it, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, i got to stand up and clap. So that's, that's where the whole, the whole thing was running. But, you know, the... the the, the main difference between the way Olsen and Derek, I, I do believe they're working in, ta- in tandem, um, Derek Carr, have been doing this, uh, and there's only been one game, so we don't really have a, a, a huge sample size, but they've, uh, you know, they've come up and they figured out, Derek Carr has a, a pretty good control of the check with me system. There are a lot of times where Olsen or, or Gruden, when he was calling plays, would give Derek two options. He would call him in a huddle. And he would go to the line and check with check with them, check with me. And um, so he's ran that part, um, and he's still doing that. And I, I just think that I, I think Derek is even more so because to realize the weapons that he has at his disposal. Um, it's not always the focus on Darren Waller or trying to run Josh Jacobs, you know, trying to get him uh, you know, opened up and involved in stuff like that. So the possibility of using all the, all the weapons on the Raiders has really helped them. And, again, we only have one sample size, and that was the game in Denver, but they seem pretty, pretty efficient and effective throughout the day. I think just a personal commentary on your on your job as an analyst. I think the best thing about you is you're there to analyze, not cheerlead one way or the other. Right. And so that's why you're effective because you 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 you're just not there to put on the pom poms, uh, <laughs> and, and you know you're there to do a job, and that's what you do. Uh, six games. I'm still trying to figure out the Raiders in terms of how how for real are they, and I don't know that I really have the answer yet. It's a good question. Um... I still think we're trying to learn it as well, uh, especially analysts and people who watch them uh, every game. Uh, look, I, I think the best thing that happened for them uh, amongst the distractions and all the turmoil that happened last week around Gruden was that they could go out there and play. Because I do believe coaches coach and players play. And when it comes to most, most programs, um, you know, when you have something that happens off the field, 
you try to put it behind you so you can go on the field and do what you do best or whatever arena you are and the way you play it. So I think about it, it was a good outing. It was a solid outing. I mean, the Raiders were up, you know, what, 30, 31 to 10 or something like that for, for a while before they, the Broncos made it a little bit more interesting. Um, but it was, a, it was a good, solid showing that they're capable. Now, to answer your question, I think this is a good team, and I think this is a good team because for the main the main reason this is a good team because Gus Bradley has brought a defensive mind, and now the Raiders can play defense. Trust me when I tell you that it's been a long time since I've said that. More years than I can count and remember, I'm saying the Raiders have to outscore opponents, you know, by you know a large sum of points. And and last year they were absolutely horrible. I think they were giving up probably close to 27 points per game. Um, but you know this year is a lot different. So the fact that they're they're able to play defense gives them a stronger outing, a stronger chance. Now I'll say this. I don't think they're a championship-caliber team. I don't think they're a team that's going to go to the Super Bowl. But I do think they are a playoff-caliber team. And that is what it is. So once you get to the playoffs, once you get in, then anything can happen. Well, it's funny you say that because that is exactly what I was going to say, is I thought they are a playoff contender, more likely playoffs than not, but I would not guarantee that they're a playoff team. There's still some flaws there, and it can still go wrong. And there's no way I see them getting to the Super Bowl. There's some teams that just look to me like they're better than the Raiders. So the Raiders can get in, and now whether they last one or two games, but I wouldn't think anything longer than that. Any one game, anything happened, and they're good enough to win. Um, But I do wonder how much the coaching change in the middle of the year wrecks, because I thought that of them for you know the, the first month of the season, but right. I wondered if the coaching change wrecks all that, or do you think that even though it's already been a week, guys are kind of past that, or are there going to be problems popping up? I, I think guys are past it, and, and the reason why is because Rich Passaccia, the interim head coach, is a, and has experience throughout the league and been around the league many years. The team well respects him. The coaches respect him, um, the other coaches. And what Basachi has done is Basachi has allowed Gus Bradley to run his 25 guys on defense and Greg Olson to run his 25 guys on offense. And he's still running his special teams. So there hasn't been a shakeup. There hasn't been a sort of transition of power, if you will, because the only thing that's really changed right now with the dynamic of this team is who's calling the plays. John Gruden was the play caller when he was there, and you knew that he would never relinquish that as long as he was head coach. But now that he's not there, now there's a, there's a combined effort between Olsen and Derek Carr, um, and, and it gives Derek a little bit more of an input into how to call the player game plans that he wants to see. And they've been able to utilize a lot of guys, and even in the last game, you saw Kenyon Drake have a big game, finally getting in place uh, to do things what he can do well. You, you didn't necessarily see that when, uh, when John Gruden was at the uh, – So by definition, these guys are pros, right? It's what they do, and it doesn't really matter on the sidelines who's doing what to them anyway. They've got a job to do. They're getting paid to do it, and they go out and do it to the best of their ability, and that's just the way it is, right? So you have the situation in Washington State, and uh, BYU plays them this week. These guys are college kids. 
different circumstances involving the departures of the coach, right. but nevertheless, the result is still the same, and maybe even more so because they had some assistants that left too. I think four assistants combined yeah. with Rolovich. So, how do you think these players? And they're on a, a pretty good run here. They've won three in a row. They've gotten to Laura back, and he's he's a playmaker and a gunslinger and all that type of stuff. Uh, kind of a little, you know, little poor man's college version of Brett Favre. The way I look at him when I watch him play, I love to watch him play. Uh, but I'm wondering, how do you think this football team at the college level responds to this situation because it is different from the NFL level? I, I think there's a little bit more level of uncertainty um, that that is going to be left from Wazoo's um, uh, team and coaching staff. The fact that they lost basically five coaches, head coach and four assistants, um, is a pretty pretty big hole. Now, you know, I know the defensive coordinator is going to take over, but when it comes to play calling, when it comes to just their overall, uh, I guess if you're if you're a Cougar right now, you're thinking about where where are you going to if you should stay, if you should look into the transfer portal, what you should do, or more importantly, because as you mentioned, they're a decent team, they they've got a winning record so far. You don't want to just wash the season. So there's a there's a greater level of uncertainty. It'll be interesting to see how they play. Um, you know, Wazoo uh, has had had some flaws. Obviously, I've covered them a couple of times and, and seen this team a couple of times. But I do think they have some strengths that they can work on. But it'll be interesting to see how they play through this, the midst of the, the, the distractions and stuff they've had to go through. So you played at Washington, and that means you're going to follow Oregon and Washington State. you got an in-state rival, and Washington and Oregon have had a thing for years, so that's great. And then there's Oregon State, the fourth team in that quad. But they're running the ball really well. They yeah. lead the Pac-12 in rushing yards. And you're a lineman. I know you respect that. You were an O-lineman oh, yeah. back in the day. So they're 4-2, they're 2-1, they're tied in the North lead. How much of a problem are they going to be for Utah? I think they're going to be a big problem for Utah. I think that if Utah's not careful, I think Utah's a better team overall. They should win this game, but if they're not careful, Oregon State can sneak up and get them. Because, look, Oregon State's secondary is pretty damn good. I think a lot of those guys are going to be playing on Sundays uh, in, the compute, in the near future. But the fact that they can control the ground game and control the clock and time possession by running the ball, it may, means Utah's got to watch out. Oregon State's a good football team. All right. Well, uh, how about uh, Utah? You think they've found their mojo now? I mean, they, they, to make the quarterback change, and, and yeah. they haven't lost since. And, and he came in the second half and had the great comeback against the Aztecs, but they lost that game, as we know. But since then, it, for whatever reason, and, and they've just looked totally different. Uh, Is that something? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, for I mean, it is something that that that, that they do look different. And I've thought highly of Utah, you know, all this season. We've talked all this year. Uh, and and I, I felt that they had turned the corner. I was pleased to see the watch that game against ASU and, and stuff like that and see that they're, they're, they're coming around. I think this is a strong team. I think this is a year that they can, you can definitely uh, – and they've got so much to play for. I mean, really, honestly, they're, they're a team within themselves. Of course, we know about the tragedies and losses that happened off the field um, with the, the players. But for the most part, you know, this team has been able to stick together amidst the distractions and the quarterback change and everything else and play good football. I really do think this is a good football team, and I expect them to go far. Do you buy into trap games and look at schedules and all that because they're coming off a big home win over ASU, which followed a big road win over SC? Right. They got UCLA coming in right after the. In between, they got to go to Oregon State. Yeah. So So the the big thing that I've often told people when it comes to college football is it's almost impossible to keep an emotional high point 
for the, the for the level of these these young men. And what I mean by that is everybody was a schedule watcher. Doesn't matter who you are. When the schedule comes out, you look. Oh my gosh, we got SC, we got ASU, and, and then you're you're grading opponents, you're judging opponents, and you tend to have an emotional roller coaster when it comes to. Oh, well, I got to get up for ASU because we we struggled with that team, but Oregon State, man, we should handle them. They they haven't been anything. Um, that's the hardest thing about college football, and that's what the the, the toughest thing about Coach Whittingham is going to have to do with his guys is make sure that you talk up every opponent. That's what Don James did when I played for him. He talked up every opponent. Didn't matter what the win record was. He was like, if, if Oregon State had won a game to that point, um, this is a caged animal. Don't allow them to beat you. All that stuff. So um, it's, it's really difficult to get guys emotionally high and not overlook uh, teams. And usually, you know, you'll, you'll see it on game day when, it got, when the team comes out and jumps on you. And you're like, whoa, whoa, okay, let's wake up. we got to find a way to get back into this game. And you're hoping that it's not that far. I'm saying Oregon State's a good football team. I do believe they're, 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 they're ones who are going to win the North. But I also think that, you know, Utah is a good football team that's going to win the South. I can see these two teams playing each other in the Pac-12 championship. So this is a big game coming up. A team in your town down there in, in Phoenix, really, and I'm, a, I'm an SU grad, so maybe I have a little yeah. bit more interest, but just, just completely I'm embarrassed for them and disappointed <laughs> with the repeated penalties. Right. Who's to blame? Um, you know what? I, that's a great question. Um, I know Herm Edwards personally, and I cannot see that he is not rolling over night, sleepless nights. Uh, and thinking about these penalties, it is ridiculous. Um, undisciplined, you just don't normally see that out of a Herm Edwards team. I, I, I think it's just a lack of accountability. And, and the fact is they're not doing enough off the field or on other days like on practice and stuff like that to, to, to get it right. Because these penalties are really, I agree with you, they're really ridiculous and uh, unsettling, if you will, because when you watch in a game, you see a flow of the game, and all of a sudden you have an interruption of a penalty over a penalty over a penalty. It gets, it gets mind-blowing sometimes. Lincoln Kennedy joining us, Raider radio analyst, Pac-12 network analyst. So there's a possibility the Utes are going to play uh, in the middle of the afternoon a week yeah. from Saturday, and there's a possibility yeah. they're going to play at night. And I think we all assume that if Utah and or UCLA loses, they're going to get that 8.30 kickoff, which makes everyone cringe. So UCLA, are they going to hold up their end of the bargain? What are they going to do at home against uh, Oregon? That's uh, ABC 1.30 Saturday afternoon. Obviously, the coach against his old team and all that, but huge repercussions for both the North and South races. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think Oregon finally... I saw a little bit of a rhythm with them the last game I watched, and they, and they, they I think they got it. Look, they're they're nowhere near perfect, but they're they're still a, a solid team, even amongst the injuries. I think Oregon's going to find a way to get it together. I think Oregon gets the UCLA this week. Wow, you do, huh? Yeah, that's uh, that'll be a shot in the arm for them. It's it's funny because we go every week. Oh, okay, who's the favorite in the so- north? Who's the favorite in the south? Yeah. And it almost like changes every week. But Isn't that great, though? I mean, don't you just I, I love suppose, that? I suppose, yeah, yeah. It's I fun. I, I love the fact that it's not, it's not top-heavy like so many other divisions yeah, in conferences okay. in football. You've got competition, and you can see that. You can see the fact that these, these guys go out there and they play, they play hard, and there, there are times where you know, it's a complete surprise. I love that about the Pac-12. That's one of the things I appreciate most in covering it. There is top-to-bottom, there's competition. But if Oregon wins this game, then we reinstall them as the favorite. The yeah. way I look at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. Yep. 
Do you really think we're going to have the same old, same old in all these conference champions? Because in the ACC, Clemson, who's got a, a good run, is now chasing Wake Forest and NC State in their division. Oklahoma's undefeated, but so is Oklahoma State. Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State uh, are all undefeated in, pack, in Big Ten play. Uh, Alabama has a loss and Georgia doesn't. I mean, could we have all brand new champions after years of the same schools repeating? That would be refreshing. Conference? Because you won't be looking at the same thing. Now, keep yeah. in mind, keep in mind what I said, you know, Oregon's going to win this game. I still think Oregon State can beat them. I think Oregon State has wherewithal to beat Oregon. So if it comes down to the north side and those two teams are in uh, qualifying, um, then then I, I I think it'll be a, it'll be a new champion uh, possibly. And again, Utah, who's been there and done it before, hasn't necessarily been favored or thought of. It would be a great year for Utah to come out uh, of the South, especially when you look at the way UCLA is playing and, and the fact that they just overcame ASU, who's been one of their normal nemesis for quite some time. Well, Lincoln, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the game this week, and we will talk to you again next week. Always a pleasure, guys. I'm hoping I get more screens and draws so I can celebrate again with you next week. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln Kennedy, Raider Radio Analyst, Pac-12 Network Analyst. Join us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. You know, I, back, back when I covered a lot of high school football, and I used to say, first play of the game, Every team should run a screen because the kids are so amped up, right? And it's, it's you know, the boys of fall. It's something that we all know about. Even if you didn't play, you still know about it. And those linemen, and you'd probably have safety sprinting up. I got a shot at the quarterback. <laughs> I always thought at the high school level, they should run that play about 10 times a game. Do it. I'm all for it. And there's something that Lincoln said that I agree with, but it's the reason why we need to change in college football with the conferences. All right, we'll get to that coming up. Uh, Raiders and Eagles, 2 o'clock on Fox. I don't know if Fox is carrying that game here or not, but you'll hear it right here on the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.